Hey, everybody, Cal and Dan here. We had a great chat with Kyle Peters, otherwise known as Peppers on the pod, coming up. Uh, man, what a great time. Just uh, got some really good insight on uh, on being under the strap out on uh, on tour currently. He is uh, he's catting for Mark Hubbard and uh, looking forward to uh, to some good things uh, from those guys next year, this year, this season. And looking forward to getting uh, getting Peppers back on the show prior to the uh, the women's event at Augusta. Yeah, absolutely. He was a great time. Talked a little bit about the uh, Pebble Beach last week, how cold it was up there, how much he loved being down south this week at uh, Riviera and whatnot. Uh, full disclosure, we did have a little bit of a snafu in the beginning because he just changed he just changed players like you know three weeks ago. So FYI to that. Oops, but uh, all good. No, it was all good. It was a great chat. Great chat. Yeah, great, great time sharing a pour with Peppers. And uh, again, looking forward to having him back on the show to get a little uh, a little preach trip for Augusta. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, well, here we are. Mr. Kyle Peters uh, joins the show today. I hope you're doing well, sir. So before we get into this, uh, you got a nickname and it's Peppers. Get, let's uh, and and are we calling you Kyle? Or are we calling you Peppers for the rest of the show? Um, let's go with Peppers. <laughs> whatever you guys, whatever you guys are comfortable with. Um, nice. But yeah, the, the story behind that. My my name's Kyle Peters. Um, and it just comes from a drunk college night. Somebody called me the wrong last name and that was it. Oh, perfect. That's the perfect way to start. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're not done yet, so that could happen by the end of this show. So, uh, you, you never know, never know. Um, all right, man. So let's, so let's peel it back. Let's get to know you. Let's get to know peppers a little bit. So currently you're on the bag for Corey Connors. Is that right? Uh, no, I'm actually with Mark Hubbard now. Um, Corey and I split this winter time. We were together for about three and a half years and, um, he decided it was time for a change and I, I picked up Mark Hubbard. So, yeah. Oh, well, shit. I've got to brush up on my, uh, I mean, I'm already failing at this thing and this is what I'm supposed to be doing for a living. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, so what's the, what's it like in a transition? So going from, you know, m moving from a golfer and, and you've had, uh, you've been on several bags over your career. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Is it is it? Hey, I, I'm a caddy, and I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, and I'm good at my trade, and it's kind of natural and flowing. Or is there like some nuances there that you got to kind of kind of get lubed up for? Uh, it's kind of it's more ninety percent who you know, and about ten percent what you know. Um, you know, as soon as 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 soon as uh, you know, I, I start to look for another job or something. I just get on the phone with all the agents and players, caddies, everybody I know, and just let them know that I'm available. Um, and hopefully someone's looking, um, when, when this change happened, thankfully it was right in the middle of winter time where there's a lot of player caddy changes happening. So thankfully, um, there was, you know, a, a group of guys that was looking, um, and Mark and I, seemed to be a good fit for each other. And, and we got linked up. He was kind of in the same situation as I was, you know, it, it wasn't like planned or anything. It just happened where he was looking for a caddy and I was looking for a player at the, at right about the same time. So that's how we got linked up. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, that's uh, and what you're in. Are you in Charleston? Are you you, res, you live in Charleston? I live in Charleston uh, right now. I'm out in L.A. I'm at uh, Riviera this nice. week for the Genesis Perfect. Invitational. Yeah. The, hey, you don't have to rub it in. <laughs> Not to rub it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you, you, yeah, you've uh, you've been on the bag at Riviera a few times, right? I have. Yep. Yeah. Is is that um, is that a place that you look for? I mean, I'm sure you look forward to visiting everywhere you get to go to. But is, is Riviera? So just coming off of Pebble, and then you know moving south down to Riviera, is that kind of like a, a gem that you're like, man, I can't wait to get there? Or uh, after after. Let's just say we're always playing in February and we're playing Pebble the week before. Yes, I can't wait to get here, but just because of the weather. Because up at Pebble, it's it seems like every February is just brutal there. So um, I look forward to getting down here where it's about 70 degrees instead of 50 and rainy and windy. It's nice to see some sunshine when I get here. Nice. Um, and, and it does have, there are a few holes on the golf course that I really like. There's, you know, one that I don't really like, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a nice place. I'm, I look forward to coming here. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I'm going to get this one out of the way. I've been dying to ask the question to somebody that's, uh, somebody that's out there under the strap, right. Moving, moving through the motions. So we're going to get range finders at the P is it the PGA? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so what's your take on, on range finders? Um, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, honestly, it, it, I, I like it when a, when a player hits his ball offline and you're way far away from the middle of the fairway, it just makes, it saves some time then, um, getting a number and, and your number is going to be more accurate too. Um, so I don't mind it. People are kind of like, it doesn't speed up the pace of play. It does speed up the pace of play. Um, my opinion, if anything, it speeds up a little bit just for that reason, just for the offline shots where you're off the fairway. Um, in the past, like I've caddied on the web.com tour when they had their trial run with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I would get to the ball, I laser the pin, and then do the math instead of finding a sprinkler head, walking it off, and then doing the math. So it, I think it speeds it up a little bit, not a whole lot. Um, and I like it just for the accuracy. Yeah. Cause you've got the, probably the other side and it's not, it's not about mentioning names, but you know, you've got fast players and slow players and, and people that might overthink things right on the golf course. Right. And, and grant, I mean, it's a job, right? I mean, you're there to make a living and get a paycheck. So understood as to the wise, but then if you're, if you're looking at, at maybe players or, or caddies that they might, they might be over critical or overly critical kind of in their, in their approach, does now does that make it even a longer process for them? Uh, because well, now I'm going to shoot it. Now I'm going to walk it off, and I'm kind of you know bouncing between the two. Yeah, if you, I'd say like like what you said, if you get guys that are doing both of them, then it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, but I, I I don't think there's that many. There might be a few guys that are doing that, but uh, with the laser, I I think it just makes things a little bit easier. Um, and I'm not not worried about us caddies losing our jobs over it. You know, somebody <laughs> still has to carry the bag. The only way that would happen is if they told uh, players they could use a push cart or carts or something. And yeah, that ain't, I don't, don't see that ever happening. So I'm not too concerned about it. Not, not in our lifetime, my friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, 
Oh, I saw you were sipping on a White Claw. What flavor did you go for tonight? <laughs> I've got black cherry. That's my go-to these days. Nice. Black cherry. But, and are, are, you a, are you a White Claw guy, or you kind of venture around on some different brands? I'm a White Claw guy. Uh, my... And I lied. My my actual go-to is the sugar-free, if I can find those. They're okay. tough to find. Um, but um, I want to say there's only there's 70 calories, no carbs, something like that. Um, and then the sugar-free thing, I keep I, – I look on my whoop at my recovery statistics. When I drink the normal White Claws, let's say I drink six before I go to bed, my recovery is like 30%. But if I drink the sugar freeze, six of those right before bed, it's, it's like ninety percent. So oh, wow. And by the way, yeah. he he inflated that just for the show purposes. <laughs> he never has six never. before he goes never. to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So uh, so you go ahead, Cal. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, go so ahead, I was gonna ahead. I was gonna ask about the marks. So what was the first tournament you guys played together? It was, it was uh like uh Sony Open was our first one. So we're okay. in uh we're in week five. I th- okay, I think. so it is a really recent change. Okay, all right. So yeah. you were there though for the the putter, uh, the um, the for the snail putt. The snail putt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was our second week together, and I had actually, I had kind of seen him, uh, like in the practice round, step up to one or two and do that. Um, but kind of the story behind it is we were we were going to miss the cut by you know, three or four shots. We weren't even close to the cut line. The guys that we were playing with, they were both off the cut line. And it's one of those things where we were walking down the fairway, just, you know, not too concerned about what was going on, just having a good time with the other guys. And then we get up to the green and uh, he pulled that out. It really, it surprised me. I wasn't sure what was going on for a second, but it was uh, pretty funny and good for him because he got a, a lot of exposure out of that and you know people know his name now you know you'd rather it be for winning a golf tournament but it, it's good that uh people know his name a little uh, bit more now oh yeah, yeah. he got it everywhere he's all over the place that the, phone, the phone the phone start ringing the yeah. phone start ringing when that happens right tv yeah. time's a good thing so nice yeah exactly yeah so, so you we uh, so you mentioned you know Pebble and the weather's usually pretty shitty, right? It, it, well, you've you've got hit on days, right? I mean, it's not every day. It's California, right? So you got kind of today might be decent, tomorrow might not be decent. So, are do you have any preferences on uh, on West Coast or East Coast golf? Um, I guess it depends on the time of year. Um, I I really wish that they would. Um, switch the florida swing and the west coast swing yeah just because if you if you get florida in january and february the weather's going to be perfect there yeah Mm -hmm. and then i would say if you you know flip over to the west coast in march the weather's going to be pretty good over here in march Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it it all just depends on the time of the year you know pebble beach you know the at the u.s open in june or july is going to be perfect mm-hmm. you know you're not going to get the rain and the wind and all that or you'll get the wind but not the rain and the cold right um but yeah it just depends on the time of year i think very cool yeah and then um so what what about uh what about you on course man do you have any um you got any nuances out there i mean are, are there things that peppers does on the course that's like that's unique to you and kind of how you how you manage the guy. I mean, we chatted a little about range finders, but I, I don't want to get hung up on that, but is there, you know, do you, you've, and, and you've been out there since, uh, since 2010 again, 
uh, right, Peppers? And is there, you know, is, is do you have a routine? And and if you do, how'd you get to that routine? Or who was your mentor kind of kind of go, you know, growing through the caddy ranks, if you will? Um, I would say as far as a routine goes, now it's like I do have a routine as far as getting to a tournament, uh, trying to get out there as soon as I can and see the golf course early in the week. Um, it, it also depends on if it's a course that my player's seen or hasn't seen, or if I have or haven't seen, uh, it's important to get, get some targets off the tees, um, figure out lines that you're going at and things like that. Um, and you know, once we get into tournament time, um, let's say if we have a early, we'll go later, late afternoon tea time on Thursday and an early time Friday on Thursday after Thursday morning. I'll try to get out and watch some balls bounce and things like that. Um, you know, it's nice if they have PJ tour live on and I can just watch from my bed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then same thing on the weekend, hopefully you're, you're playing well, you're, you're late, uh, Saturday and Sunday and I can get out and watch a little bit in the mornings there. And then Sunday night, it's just on to the next one. Um, and same exact thing, get out early, see the golf course. Um, so I do have, that's kind of like my routine on the golf course, um, off the golf course. If my player's playing well, I like to eat the same meal every night. So, um, that's just a superstition. Uh, the week we won at, uh, the Texas open a couple years ago, I think, uh, Wednesday night, I went out to a basketball game and I had hot dogs at the basketball game. And I want to say we shot, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head, three or four under right. Thursday morning or afternoon, whatever it was. And so that night I was like, you know what, I'm going to get hot dogs again. <laughs> and then we go out the next day, shoot a few under. So then I get to the golf course and they're serving hot dogs for lunch. I'm like, yep, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, then Sunday they had moved the times up, uh, due to weather. And I think we were supposed to tee off at like 11. Um, so, you know, our warm up starting about 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm, I'm in the caddy tent and I'm looking at the food lady. I'm like, I need a hot dog. You got to find me a hot dog somewhere. <laughs> and she got it for me and it was awesome. I had a hot dog at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and, nice. we won. So that's, and then the next that got us into the masters. And the next week I ate a hot dog every day there too. So uh, that, that's just a little superstition I have off the golf course. Perfect. Yeah, sure. Hey, so you, you, uh, so you mentioned the Valero win and congratulations on that, by the way. Uh, and, and, but don't, the, don't you guys do, or they used to, I don't know if they still do, but it, uh, they do, a um, uh, a race from the tee box. Don't they do it at Valero or they did? Um, you know that, uh, it, it, I know for sure at waste management I know in Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Or Scottsdale. Um, yeah. And I could, I could see it on number 16 yeah. at Valero. I've, I haven't done it. Uh, okay. Right. They, they, probably about five years ago, they kind of told the caddies to yeah. stop on the caddy races. Somebody's, you know, somebody fell and, oh. you know, broke a club or something. And then right, the tour is right. all worried about the caddies and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. okay. But hold on. So we're there. We're there. I don't know if you'll answer or not, but who, who wins, who wins the race uh, at the Valero that year? If it happens, you or Connors? Corey, he's faster. <laughs> oh wow! All right, so so I got, now I got a I got a bag on my shoulder. He's beat me every time. <laughs> All right, so fast forwarding, fast forwarding. We're on uh, we're on Hubbard's bag. Who's winning? You or Hubbard? Hubs is going to win too. Yeah. Okay, All right. nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, so you mentioned some sports 
you, yeah, you checked out a basketball game where you were there and I, I did, uh, was being kind of snoopy and I noticed, um, you Robert Morris university in Pennsylvania. Yep. yep. Uh, so we've got, uh, and you're a Pittsburgh pirates fan, right? I am. Yeah. All the Pittsburgh yeah, teams. We, yeah. We got Kevin Kramer. Uh, he's second baseman for the pirates is coming on to do a tasting with us. Uh, I think. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. In a, in a week or so. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to sweet. send that over to you. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big baseball guy. Uh, one of my, I think I've been now thanks to Texas building that new stadium. I got to take a step back. I've seen 25 out of the 30 stadiums. Oh, um, nice. Um, so I've got, uh, that new Texas stadium, Miami, Colorado, San Diego, and Arizona. Um, those are the five I've got left. But um, at all the all the different games I go to, I started this about a year and a half ago. I'll um, I'll find the memorabilia store, like the game used things, um, and I'll get something from each stadium. So I've got like oh. second base from Comerica. Oh, yeah, um, sweet, man. I've got some bats. I've got a helmet from uh, the Mets stadium, Bartolo Colon's helmet, actually. Um, <laughs> but one of the one of the things I'm looking for is a rosin bag. So if he could help me out with that, that that is uh, that, that is on our to do list with him. I hope he doesn't hang up when I bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell him who it's for. Hopefully the hate mail comes to you. Not to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I actually saw it at at PNC Park. I think I saw a rosin bag and it was like 50 bucks, but I saw a, a pair of cleats. So I went with the pair of cleats and I was like, I'll get a rosin bag the next stadium I go to. And then the next stadium I went to um, was out in in San Francisco. And I'm like, do you guys have a rosin bag? And they're like, no, no one's ever asked for that. And then, you know, Yankee stadium, I try to find one, couldn't find one there either. Like, it's, it's weird. It's hit or miss on things you can and can't find at different yeah. ballparks. All, all you could find was a file from Necro, right? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, so when you go into all these stadiums, are you, uh, are you eating special food? Do you, do you have you eaten hot dogs at all of them? What's going on? Um, I, yeah, I like to, I always like to take a lap around and just see mm-hmm. what everybody's got. Um, and you know, in Pittsburgh, they've got, uh, Nakama, a, um, a sushi place and oh, hibachi wow. place there, uh, in the stadium, have, in the stadium, which is pretty sweet. Um, and, and then like, obviously out in Seattle, you can find some, uh, seafood stuff out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, every, every ballpark's different. I, I like exploring and seeing what I can find. Very cool. Very cool. Have you been to the, uh, have you been, you've been to the new Atlanta stadium? I take it. I have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little pissed off about that one. So I live, um, <laughs> like a 10 minute walk from Turner field, which is okay, now yeah. it's not Turner field anymore. It's, uh, the Georgia state Panthers, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, So, I mean, literally like you, you know, load a cooler up and you just walk over and have a few beers on the way over and you're right there. Here we go. Yeah. And then they move the damn thing. You know, now it's like, yeah, it's kind of out in the middle of, I mean, not in the middle of nowhere, but it's, it's in a nice place, but I'm just saying compared to where it was, you know, it's like, boy, well, you made this inconvenient as hell for me to get to. So, right. It's far. Uh, Yeah. So, so I I don't get to take in as many baseball games as I, as I used to. So, and, and we We got the all-star game this year, don't you? Well, if it happens, I mean, hopefully, yeah, yeah you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe without fans and stuff. Oh, speaking of, but uh, let's see, where uh, so the waste management, 
so you had fans there ish yep. ish right i mean more than more than we've had since the whole shutdown in march right yeah so right. Did, did it did it did it feel different did it look different was it you know um as far as did it feel different compared to the tournaments without fans yeah yep. yeah it did it was awesome you know to have that kind of buzz in the air uh as far as compared to another waste management year it was <laughs> not even close weird. Yeah. yeah it was weird getting inside the 16th hole it's like there it wasn't that loud in there like you know even with you know however many fans they allowed in there if it was 3,000 fans you thought it would be way louder but it was pretty calm in there mm-hmm. that place uh, is big though man i mean like you know and, and if you haven't been to if you haven't been to tpc scottsdale i mean that is it it's a and I've been to quite a few golf, not as many as you have, but I've been to a few golf tours. I feel like TPC, for whatever reason, is just like a big, massive place, man. I feel like there's a lot of acreage there to cover. Yeah, definitely there is. Um, I actually, yeah, last year I actually threw a guy out there on the on the seventh hole. You would think it would be somewhere totally different. It's the only time I've tossed a guy, but. Uh, <laughs> well, hold we, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you tossed a guy? I threw him out of the tournament. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was heckling. Yeah. Um, you know, you think the trouble you get is on like 16, 17, 18, but there's actually yeah. an exit on the opposite side of the golf course. Like, you know, I guess uh, somewhere off of like three or four, somewhere out there. Yeah. So like you get all these drunk fans that are going that way at the end of the day. And they don't realize the guys are still finishing on, seven sure. eight nine mm. um so you get people kind of wandering all over the place but this guy we were on uh like six green and the guys were you know hitting their shots and he and i hear a guy say jackass oh and so i'm um, i immediately kind of that sixth sense in me kind of who was it and i find mm-hmm. the guy then we get up to the seventh tee um and I'm looking at this guy and I'm like shaking my head, like, don't do it. Don't do it. And right at the top of Corey's backswing, he's like, jackass. And I was like, Hey buddy, red shirt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a cop that walks normally with every group there this year. They didn't have it with every group, but then the cop went right under and grabbed him and mm. gave him the boot. So yeah, you can, uh, that's that's a crazy tournament. That's for sure. Mm, wow. Well, so I think the reason that it doesn't happen at 16 is because those are professional drinkers, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you, you were you were dealing with the amateurs of it, right? So. Yeah, yeah. This this was a, a young college guy. I don't even know if he was 21. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. which is a shame, you know. And I, I think that's yeah. what people lose a lot of. Um, I, I don't think people grasp the fact that 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 you and and your player. Like you're in your office, right? You you've can't, you're here at work, and and it's you know does one tournament be, or one day or one shot make or break you? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. You heard Berger say the other that's the best putt I've ever hit in my life, you know. So I I, I right. you know in the in the moment, but um, I mean, I, I think that's the thing that a lot of maybe the you know kind of the, the the common or amateur fans, and if you've had a little too much to to drink, you. You, you know, you got to appreciate the fact that, hey, yeah, we're able to come and watch. And and uh, we were actually recording another show earlier. And the guy was like, you know, and, and he's relatively new to golf, but he was talking about a new 
uh, a new golf. He had gone to a, a tournament and it, his first one, I think was like early last year ish. And maybe I got that wrong, but he was like, you know, I'm surprised. Uh, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, trust me, but I'm surprised at how close and the interaction that you actually have with, uh, you know, with the, with the athletes that are, that are playing, right. I mean, you hit the ball a little too far right or a little too far left. Well, Hey, move back everybody. I'm coming in between you. Cause I got to hit my ball kind of thing, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, a course that, that you can get really close is Harbor town. It's so tight there in Hillman oh, yeah. It you know, that it's so narrow that, you know, you could hit it on the right edge of the fairway and the ropes are like right there. So it's, mm. you get some tournaments where you're right, right there and you can hear the conversations, you know, that players and caddies are having and everything. So yeah, you're, you can get really close to the action. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, w- I was cheating a little, I was checking out the, um, uh, the caddy network and I saw that your favorite course to play is the Kiowa ocean course. Is that still hold true? No. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. No. Uh, this is embarrassing to say it, but I got a laugh out of it. So uh, the weekend before the Masters, the PGA is there this year. So I had a buddy fly in, and we wanted to go out there and check it out from the tips. We wanted to see the lines off the tees and everything. So we went and played back there. And my index is a one, uh, and my buddy's he's a scratcher better. Uh, he was Dale Vallely. He caddies for Abe answer. Um, oh, yeah. and he was at one point, the best junior golfer in all of Canada. So he's, wow. he's no hack by any means. And so we went out there we played the tips and it was howling, you know, blowing 20 to 30. And I made, I made like a six or seven footer on the last hole to shoot 97 <laughs> and, he, and he shot, <laughs> I think he shot 91 or 92. Holy so, shit. So, you know, that was, uh, when I wrote down the ocean course, that was before that day. Um, now I'd, I'd probably have to say Oakmont. I've, I caddied at Oakmont for a little bit. So I've okay. had some rounds in out there. I, I love it out there. Okay. So, so what do you think, uh, what's the ocean course going to hold for the PGA, uh, this year? Because it's, uh, it has since been lengthened, I believe since they played mm-hmm. in whatever it was, 90, whatever it was. Yeah. I think it, if they tip it all the way out on every tee box, it can go back to like 7,800 yards. Oof, wow. Um, the, the PGA of America won't do that though. I I'd say they'll probably be playing it, um, between 73 and 7,500. Um, but the whole thing out there is if you get the winds, every, every, the majority of the holes that the times that I've played it, the wind comes off the water and it's just all crosswinds. So, well, you're going to get it. It's just how extreme are you going to get it? And is it going to be consistent throughout multiple days or is it going to, you're going to have some breaks, right? Right. Exactly. Um, and it's, I mean, it's fairly common there. It's, it's totally exposed. You're right on the water. There's no trees or anything. So you're, you're definitely going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I would say right now, if you're get you know, on an average week, if it's blowing 10 to 20 every day, I would say right now, I would guess the winning score would be like four or five under par. So okay. I'm interested to see where, where that ends up at. So. Okay. It, it's going to be really crazy, right? Because I mean, when's the, I mean, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen, since we've seen a golf tournament winner, not be like, you know, like mid teens or higher. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and it's not like, 
it's not like out there there's really rough either. It's right. just the whole thing is just the wind. That's that golf course of defense. Um, but obviously for, you know, like for the U.S. Open, for I'd, I'd say for the most part, the British Open, that that's never – you're never in the teens at the British Open, but um, unless it, it's calm. Yeah. Um, but like U.S. Open and the PGA, they have a score in mind that they want it to be, and I guarantee you the PGA – doesn't want it to be in the teens. They probably want it. They want it under par. I would say single probably. digits, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, single it, digits. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. So, so I want to go with, I, I mentioned something earlier. You mentioned something. So, um, you're a NASCAR fan. Not really. <laughs> no. All right. So you don't want to be on a NASCAR pit crew or you wouldn't be on a NASCAR pit. Crew. Okay. Yeah. 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 Was that, uh, <laughs> was that in my caddy bio? Yeah. yeah I, I was, it was cheating yeah. again. So I, I want to know if you're giving us the real story or if we're going to get the real story. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a, there was a question on there. What would my job be if I wasn't a caddy? Yeah. And at yeah. the time, um, I, I had ran into a guy that told me about this school in Charlotte that you could go to to yeah. be in a pit crew. And I was like, Oh, that'd be cool. You know, if I wasn't a caddy, <laughs> that'd be cool. You know, carry the tires out or something. Right. So, so how'd you know you were going to, uh, you were going to go down the caddy road? I mean, so, cause you played, you played in college and, and when did you, when did you decide? I mean, was it right out of college? You said, I'm, I'm going to go find a bag. Um, yeah, I actually started in college. Um, it was the week, my 19th birthday was the first, um, professional tournament I ever caddied. Um, I threw, through junior golf. Um, I had some friends that, um, had played in some LPGA events and I was like, Oh, that'd be cool. You know, how do I come out and caddy? They're like, Oh, just come out and we'll set you up. Um, so one, so the summer after my freshman year, I just drove down to Mobile, Alabama. Um, and one of the girls that I had talked with Monday qualified and got in and I caddied for her oh. and that was my first week. I think we, my first week we were paired with, um, Michelle, Wee and Natalie Golbus on the weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah. That was, was, well, that's intimidating for, yeah. For a 19 year old, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so while I was in college, I just stuck with it kind of on this, you know, during the summertime, that's what I would do. Um, and then, you know, getting to my junior, senior year, I realized, oh, uh-oh. Hey, we lost you, man. You got earplugs in or? Me? Yeah, you're yeah, back. We got you now. You're yeah. back now. Okay. Jun- junior, senior year? Yeah, I realized I wasn't going to be able to play professionally. Um, and then I had the whole caddy gig in my back pocket. And, you know, I've never, I, I kind of um, thought about maybe doing some coaching, you know, some college golf coaching, but. Right. In the end, um, I just stuck with the caddying thing. So Very better cool. fit for you. Very cool. yep. it, 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 um, equally, uh, I don't know if fulfilling or satisfying, but I mean, you're kind of getting your, getting your golf fix in and, and, uh, Oh yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, growing up, you know, I've, I always dreamed of being on the PGA tour and, you know, being at the masters on well, hold Sunday. On, you are, you are exactly. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it, so there's, yeah, it, it's awesome. I uh, wouldn't want to be doing anything else, that's for sure. So, so I haven't had it. I haven't played Augusta and I haven't been any, other than just, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, I've been several times. Um, but, you know, so you're talking about, you know, as a kid, you know, here's my, here's my dream, you know, here's where I want to be and here's what I want to want to happen. Um, was it, 
Because you had a in your mind's eye, you had a vision of what Augusta was going to be, right? And you've caddy. Mm-hmm. We, we, t- uh, I think you guys were like top ten. Yeah, top ten. What, yeah. Last year? yeah, yeah. Is top that your best year, finish? Yeah. yeah. At Augusta, yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, so you, so in your mind's eye, you and I, but that that wasn't your first trip to Augusta, right? Uh, that was my second. I've been two times, and I, right. yeah. Cool. So, so your first trip there, when you show up, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm I'm envisioning it. Did, does it even compare to what it actually was once you got there? Well, the way that we got there was like. It was like a dream. It was unbelievable because we won the week before. You won the Valeria. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, it was like, you know, I had no idea it was coming. We, we Monday qualified there. We weren't even going to be playing that week. So I mean, Bill Murray was, was chirping in your ear, wasn't he? Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like a, a week before Augusta, I, it wasn't even a thought because we weren't even in the tournament. So yeah. we Monday qualified and get in and then, you know, um, kind of going into the weekend, the thought is creeping into my head. And then Saturday night before I'm going to bed, I'm like, man, if we win, I'm going to Augusta. Um, and, and still, you know, we had a crazy, crazy day. You know, I think we, we birdied four of the first five holes or something. And then we made four bogeys in a row. Um, and then on the back nine, we shot 30. Um, and it, yeah, it happened so fast and, and even coming to the last hole, I think we had a two or three shot lead and we're in the middle of the fairway. And I'm like, we still got to hit the green. We got a two putt. And, then I'll beat it. and uh, that was, that was the, the first thing I said to Corey when he tapped it in was I'll see you at Augusta tomorrow. So, um, awesome. that's gotta yeah. be just an amazing feeling, man. Yeah, it was really cool. And then, uh, Sunday night we flew over to Augusta, um, drank every beer in the house and I woke up Monday morning. And I was like, I can't believe we're here. Um, yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. And, um, they didn't have my credentials ready for me. So I got to the caddy entrance there. I had about 30 minutes before they made my credentials to sit there and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had no idea where I was in relation to the golf course or anything. <laughs> the guy walked me in the back door into the caddy caddy area uh, I put my jumper on and he walked me out the back door onto the range and it was like heaven on earth. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my, uh, those are my memories for my first trip to Augusta. And then a top 10 for your second trip is pretty dang good. I'll tell you. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. We had a, a great round, uh, Sunday we birdied, I think two of the last three or four holes, coming in and I know, you know, I knew that the top 12 would, would get him back there. So, um, to have the finish like we did was really awesome. Uh, that was really cool to, to have a Sunday like that and get him back there this April. Very cool. Yeah. Did you notice any difference in November versus that? I mean, fans aside, I'm just saying just the, the, the actual, the month or time of year, like, did you notice like a huge difference November versus April? Um, yes, it was, it was awesome to be there, but Augusta in November is not the same as April. Yeah. Needs to be played uh, in April, you think? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And 100%. not not from a tradition standpoint. I'm just saying from the actual course itself, conditions, et cetera. Yeah, right? so, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, yeah, it just wasn't the same. You know, around the greens, it it was a little bit shaggier. Yeah. Um, if, I would I wouldn't call it a bare spot or anything, but right. the greens weren't <laughs> yeah like they are in April. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was 
awesome that they pulled it off, but April is a hundred percent when it needs to be held for sure. There's a reason that it's in April. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. you know, the other thing that was really cool was in November, you get the different colors in the trees. So there's a lot of yeah. photos from this year that you could look through that, that you're probably never going to see again, because it's always going to be in April. But uh, that was one of the cool things was the different colors in the trees and having it in the fall compared to the spring. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to back up for a minute. So you mentioned your um, uh, your time on the LPGA, or you referenced that that you uh, you kind of got uh, you were on the LPGA tour caddying. Is uh, is there a, a huge difference kind of from the LPGA? And I don't mean difference. That may not be a fair way to put it. But the caddying on the LPGA tour versus the PGA tour. I mean, same. I'm still I'm I'm still carrying the bag, and I'm a caddy. Or is there like is there anything that's uh, I would say on the on the LPGA, there's more of a kind of a mental support uh, role that you play um, on the golf course and off the golf course. You're giving boyfriend advice, you know, um, <laughs> on the golf course. Mark and Corey, they're guys that I never have to pump up. I never have to calm them down. Anything like that. Yeah. Um, on the girls tour, I think there's more of that more times where you kind of have to tell a girl, you know, just take a second and breathe there. Everything's going to be okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I'd say on the girls tour, there's more of a support role. Um, and, and the guys, there's not really, there's no pep talks. There's no pumping them up, calming them down, things like that. You know, sometimes there are, but not as much as the girls tour. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, what do we miss, Dan? What don't we know about uh, Mr. Peppers yet? Well, the one thing I did want to ask is we talked about Augusta, and I don't want to harp on this too much. So if you want to do a quick answer, that's fine. But how different was RBC last year? And they played a little bit later. Um, RBC, the heritage. Yeah. The heritage. Okay. I wasn't sure if you're Canadian opener heritage. Yeah. Sure. Um, let's see. They played it in, uh, in June. It wasn't. I don't remember it being too different. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. I didn't know if like, it's like, historically it's pretty windy there too. I didn't know if it was, you know, not a different time of year, if it would, you know, the wind wasn't as high or anything like that kind of thing, you know, off the top of my head, I don't remember it um, being any more or less windy. I think the conditions were really similar. Um, you know, I, I think we played it like the third week of June compared to, the normally the third third or fourth week of april yeah the so week after augusta i think yeah right typically um it, it was i think it was about a month and a half difference and I, I think the golf course played really similar okay all right cool big deal yeah what's are there any courses that you haven't been to that you, well let, let me let me maybe restate this so you've been on several bags and i, I know we got to let you go but we don't want to keep you all night um, yeah no worries, no worries but um but you've been on several bags oh popped another top all right well we we, <laughs> yeah, we got we, we got we, we got at least presented. one we got one white claw in us um yeah. so it, you've been on several bags and i don't know how how folks set their schedule up i'm sure there's some sponsor stuff i'm sure there's hey i play really well here and or or the field looks like this over there like i'm, I'm going to target you know some of these dates are there any courses that you haven't been on the bag for that you're like man i i, I want my guy to go play there um mainly it's mainly it would be 
over in Europe, the British Opens. I've only done one British Open. That was at Port Rush, I guess, in 2019. Yeah. Um, obviously, any any British Open is awesome, but I still haven't been to St. Andrews, so that's one place that's on my bucket list. Um, Hold on. This is a PGA Tour caddy that has not made it to St. Andrews yet. I don't feel I don't feel so bad about myself right now. <laughs> St. Andrews, Carnoustie, that's another one. You hear the you hear yeah. the stories about how brutal it is there. Uh, I would love to get there in person and see that one. Um, another course, not that the PGA Tour plays, but Cypress Point. Um, oh, that's at the top of my bucket list. I've you know, being there in, at Pebble Beach for the tour event, I go down 17-mile drive every year um, and drive right through the middle of, you know, Cypress Points Clubhouse and the range and everything. And, you know, they've got the – I think the 16th tee is the par three. But there's a huge sign there that says, no trespassing, prosecutors won't be, <laughs> you know, Yeah, whatever. it's not going to work out very well for you. Yeah. So I don't even want to try walking onto that tee box. But, yeah, that's another course that's at the top of my list. What have you met Clint Eastwood? I have not. Nope. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I've met uh, Noonan though. Danny Noonan. Oh, d- okay, so well, he owes us a response back yeah, because because he's supposed to. He should have been on the show like two months ago. Oh and, really? Yeah, yeah, and he uh, what did he did the did he do the was it the open? It was the U.S. Open US he caddied for, yeah, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where I met him. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, well, so so I hit, you know we were we were chat trading some messages. So Noonan, I'm I'm coming for you, I'm coming for you. But uh, but no, but Noonan, he's like, yeah, he's like, but hey, give me some time. Hit me at the first of the year uh you know I, i'm getting blown up right now with all the you know all the press and stuff and i'm like hey no big deal we're not pushy well, maybe a little pushy but uh we're, we're not stalkers yet uh, he, uh you know he does some paintings did you know that no no Mm-mm. um i was in one of the shops at pebble last week and there was a painting that he oh. has painted or, or a drawing or sketch whatever yeah. So maybe there's a tip for you. So maybe just tell him, hey, come on the show. We'll buy some of your paintings. Well, (laughs) well, he can come on the show and he can talk about his paintings and we can promote people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Uh, is home still Charleston for you? It is. Yeah. uh, My family moved there when I was about five years old. Um, And so I've been there most of my life. I left, you know, to go to school. um, To college. And and that's pretty much it. I always uh, so I always. Went back home to Charleston. Uh, so you're, are you from home. Pittsburgh or, or Pennsylvania originally? Is that why you wound up up there? I'm from Charleston. Uh, we, I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We need, oh. we lived there for uh, four or five years. We moved to Charleston when I was five years old. Um, and, you know, when I was looking at where to play in college, um, like my top two choices were Charleston Southern or Robert Morris. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something different. And I went up to Robert Morris University. They had a, a good sports management program. So I went up there and ended up going back home to Charleston. The weather's a lot better there. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> good sure. Good decision, though, going to uh, heading up to Pennsylvania? Yeah, I loved it. I, I had a great time up there. The, the winter time sucked, but, um, wow. yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. Uh, made a lot of good friends up there and still talked to, you know, my coaches from up there and, uh, my teammates a lot. So yeah, I had a, had a great time up there. Very cool. Have you ran into Bill Murray in Charleston? I have one time, um, 
when I was when I was in college, I ran into him at, a, at the Charleston River Dogs, the minor oh, league team cool. that he is <laughs> doesn't he like of. own part of? The, yeah, okay, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, um, and I saw a picture of him last week. He played in the Wednesday pro am, and he was wearing a Charleston River Dogs hat. And look what I've got. Right here. Oh, no dogs! Oh man! And and I and I saw him warming up on the range for you know twenty minutes, but it was early in the morning. I wasn't really paying attention a whole lot, and I saw a photo of him later in the day, and he was wearing a Charleston River Dogs hat, and I was like, "Man, that would have been great if I had a either been wearing mine or b just told him nice hat." You know, I know who the River Dogs are. I go to him all the time, but. Very cool. That's cool. So, so question. So mentioning the hat. So I, you know, so players typically are sponsored, right? And and you've got certain things you have to wear. So are caddies and, and it could be different. I don't know what the answer is, but is it, are, are you, can you, are you free to wear whatever you want to wear or is that different based on the relationship? Um, yeah, we can, we can wear whatever we want. Um, I, I run everything by whoever I'm caddying for. I run it by, I'm just, you know, I don't want to, yeah, not a conflict kind of thing. Right. Let's say, you know, MGM is a, is a big, uh, sponsor of mm-hmm. guys. And yeah, I don't know if my player has any sort of, you know, moral thing against gambling or whatever. I, you know, run it by him and say, Hey, is it okay if I wear this or whatever? I, you know, I don't yeah. have a deal with them, but that's just an example. Um, I, I run it by, you know, whatever logo I wear, I, I run it past them. Yeah. Cool. So why are cat why why don't caddies have a sponsor? Because I I mean and I I, I get it from the standpoint of because I mean both of you all are athletes, right? I mean it and yeah, exactly. and, and and you're you know I wouldn't I I understand why you may not have as much um, airtime or FaceTime with the camera, but mm-hmm. I mean pretty much every time you're getting I mean you you got shots you got visuals you got things that are happening and maybe there are sponsors we're just not aware of them but what what do you think that's not a bigger thing? Um, yeah, one of, so the the big sponsor for the caddies is Valspar. Okay. Um, yep. You you will notice if you watch. And no close, pun intended. Of, <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you watch closely, you'll see a lot of caddies wearing the Valspar hat, and they're great. They they um, treat us really well. Cool. Uh, and I, I I will wear the Valspar hat. Um, another sponsor for us is Jana King. You'll see that this mm-hmm. the a lot of the caddies are carrying the Jana King towel. Mm-hmm. So we do have a couple deals. Um, and just on another side note about the, the hat deals, like I can, the, the nice thing about Valspar is it's week to week. So, um, if, you know, like we played in Minnesota a couple of years ago and there was a local bank that wanted to do something and they go to the APTC is the association of professional tour caddies. They go to the APTC and the APTC kind of lines them up with us and they help us out with deals and things like that. So the Valspar isn't uh, a yearly contract. It's kind of like week to week. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, nice. we do, we do get, you know, a local business or something that wants to, you know, not buy a whole sign sponsorship and pay. I don't know what that cost is on the PJ tour, 20 grand or something. Instead, they can just go to a caddy and, you know, pay them 500 bucks or a thousand bucks for the week. Or you something. get hot dogs every night this week. <laughs> yeah, that would, wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just dinner, kidding. dinner, dinner, and booze every night. I'd be okay with that, maybe. 
Uh, yeah, we, we get a few different things. I did have one of the craziest deals I had. Um, there's a, a dog training company in Charleston, canine control training. Um, and I got a black lab this past summer. Um, and I just from going to the local, the minor league sports in Charleston, I know they sponsor the hockey team and I play with some of these yeah. guys and they're like, yeah, they, um, they do a thing where, you know, we, we run their ads for them and then they just train our dog, any of the players, dogs or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. So my mind got running. So I got a hold of this guy and I was like, Hey, um, I'll wear your hat for three or four weeks. Can you train my dog? <laughs> and he did it. So. Perfect. Yeah, the, bar- the barter <laughs> system is real, man. <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds of different little deals you can find. Yeah. What, hey, what kind of, so speaking of, and, and I don't, you know, you're down in, you're down in the lowland country. I mean, that bird hunting is prominent down there. So I've got a little Boykin spaniel that I'm trying to get trained. I'm not looking for a free ride here, but did they do, <laughs> is it obedience training or is it like anything in particular? Yeah, it's more it's a obedience training. Obedience you know, training. Okay, yeah. The main yeah. thing. Yeah, I get you. Know, you. Sit, stay, heal, go to your place. Uh, what <laughs> have they do? Uh, they did great. Uh, the the second part of it is when the dog comes home to you, you got to keep training him. And I didn't do very well. With that. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you ever feel like you have to be so um, like uh, kind of just? focused and and uh, regimented on the course that in your free time or your life you're kind of like ah, i'm done being that regimented i need to just kind of relax a little bit oh yeah exactly yeah. i mean this is this is my six week in a row so next week is an off week for me and i can't wait to just go home and just do absolutely nothing just sit on my couch and that's <laughs> it. Zero, zero plans and whatever the hell i decide to do that day or that moment in time i'm just going to do it I'll just, I'm going to go home and I'm going to play PlayStation, watch Netflix and sit on my couch and do nothing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's got to be crazy just with golfers in general. And I, and I haven't worked in the level that you have, right. With a professional golfer that it's cause it's all routine, right? I mean, it's routine, 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 and it's the same thing every, I mean, I know there's some mixing it up when you're kind of, but generally speaking, it's like, we're going down this path and that's the path we stay on. It's got to be, uh, it's gotta be a breath of fresh air to kind of be able to say this. <sighs> mm-hmm. Who are, who are some of your favorite guys to play with when you're when you're paired up? Um, I've, I've, we've been paired with, uh, Jason day, Roy oh. McElroy, and both of those guys are really easy to be around. Um, and they're really nice too. I, I like hanging out with them. Um, but then also, some of the caddies too. I, I love getting paired with my buddies. Like um, if we were to get paired with Abe answers, caddy Dale is. Hilarious. Can we get Dale on the show? Just to, he didn't have to come on. Tell Dale to come on the damn show and let's talk about hot dogs. <laughs> He's tough. He, he, I went on his cousin's podcast and he hasn't even been on that yet. So he's a, <laughs> he's a tough guy. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll give you, I'll tell you the top three caddies yeah. as far as the funniest guys on tour. Um, I think number three is probably Dale. Number two is uh, Aaron Fleener. Have you guys uh, tried to get a hold of him? Mm-hmm. No. Uh. He's with he's with JT Poston, and he's got some of the best one-liners. He's hilarious. Oh. And then uh, Gino Banali, who caddies for Joel Damon. Those guys, okay, they're cool. hilarious. Cool. You might have a little luck with Gino. I'm not sure. He he might come on. <laughs> yeah. So as being a caddy, is it everything that you, Cal and I think it is in terms of like one of the best jobs ever? 
Um, it's a job. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, after so long, you're just like, man, I can't wait to get home. Okay. You know, there's times where you're on, you know, like I'm on the 16th hole at Pebble Beach, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get in my hotel room and go to bed. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, it you're, is. you're not on a golf trip with your buddies, uh, you know, hamming it up. You're working, right? Right. So. But but on the other side of things, I I do my best to never take it for granted. I enjoy every minute of it. It's an awesome job, um, and I I don't want to be doing anything else. I can see myself doing it until retirement. I love it. So, so like when you had the COVID break last year, could you just like not wait to get back out there? Um, it, that was really weird because that was the longest time that I've spent at home since I was like in college. So it was, it was really, really weird, but yeah, I was itching to get out there. The first week we had back, um, we played at colonial, um, in Fort Worth and it was awesome just to, to get out there. Even if we had played there and missed the cut, I was still super, super happy just to be back out there and see all the guys. Cause there's a, uh, you know, that sense of camaraderie with all these guys are like your brothers are like family to you. So it's just really nice to get out there and mm. see everybody and be around them. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, but we don't want to keep you too long. I, I do have a couple of quick questions for you. So what's in your bag when you're playing golf? Huh? Um, white claws. <laughs> uh, let's see any of my, uh, whoever I'm caddying for whatever ball they play. Okay. Uh, and I do have, uh, my ball marker is always an Augusta national ball marker. Nice. And, now you're uh, bragging again. You're bragging again. <laughs> that is, that is a, a nice little brag there. Uh, and I've got my tea collection is from all the different tournaments. I've got oh, all the different cool. tour events. Very so cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So when you, when you're traveling around, you're going to all these different golf, uh, you're going to these cities and golf courses, et cetera. Um, is there, is there a favorite restaurant that you hit in, in a city? And you don't have to limit it to one, but I mean, if there's something that sticks out, like I can't wait to get back to, uh, to Doral because I go to this restaurant or eat here it's in San Diego and we eat here. Um, well, you guys teed me up for this one. Uh, if you're ever in Charleston, you got to go to mint. It's not a restaurant. It's a bar. Okay. Uh, we were, we were going to ask yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my spot in Charleston. Uh, I'm, I'm buddies with the owner there and he's a big golf guy. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, mint's, mint's a good spot. You can get a wide variety of people there, uh, <laughs> but but it's it's a good time there. They've got a nice outdoor back patio. I like it there. Uh, Pittsburgh is Nakama, like I was telling you guys. Yeah, uh, the sushi bar restaurant there. Um, anytime I'm uh, out at out at the Sony Open or out in Hawaii, I just love getting the the sushi mm-hmm. um, out there. My my favorite. Um, tour event that I've been to as far as food was last year, the Zozo out in Japan. I oh. found a sushi bar there. I don't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. it was awesome. I went there every night. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and there is, uh, at the tournament of champions, gosh, I can't, I can't remember the name of the place in Maui. Uh, it's gotta be a poke bowl, right? There's a, there's a sushi, there's a sushi restaurant at the resort at the Kapalua resort that, you have to make reservations like a month in advance to get in there. But that place is awesome too. Nice. Uh, nice. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Well, um, the one and only Kyle Peters, Peppers. Uh, aka Peppers. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, it, it, it has been it has been a pleasure. Uh, what didn't we find? Where can people find you? How do they if they want to know more about uh, about peppers? Where do they find you? Um, I would say probably Instagram. It's Kyle underscore peppers with a Z. Um, and then the, the same thing on Twitter. I don't tweet a whole lot. So yeah. um, Instagram is probably the way to follow me. Damn. Damn. It's been an awesome time chatting with you. Dan, what else you got for him? I'm good, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I uh, appreciate you guys uh, having me on, and thank you for the samples and the T-shirt again. That was that's you guys got a cool logo, that's for sure. Right, yeah, cool. we're working on it, man. So we, we appreciate you coming on, and yeah. uh, we'll say uh, good luck this weekend at Absolutely. the Genesis. Good luck, friend. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Thanks, guys.